Hi there, and welcome to Tending the Threshold, an eight-part podcast mini-series. I'm your host, Carmen Spaniola. These special edition episodes of the Numinous Podcast feature conversations with my fellow presenters at the Tending the Threshold Conference, an event happening in Ashland, Oregon, on May 26th and 27th, 2018. This extraordinary event is a gathering of change makers, bridge builders, and edge dwellers. It's about relationship, ritual, and revolution. It's an experience of radical togetherness, disruptive social change, and emergent creativity. There will be art, beauty, play, grief, gratitude, conflict, intimacy, and community. In other words, this is not the patriarchy's conventional conference. The container at this unconference will be held by a group of 10 co-facilitators from three countries and many walks of life. The group includes poet and spoken word artist Tanur Ali, conflict engagement and resolution practitioner Aftab Erfan, equity and inclusion consultant Desiree Attaway, clinical psychologist and author Bio Acoma Lafay, social entrepreneur Donnie McClurkin, artist and death doula Rachel Rice, educator, facilitator, and indigenous rights activist Aaron Ortega, videographer and artist Beck Stupak, therapist, ritualist, and conference founder Holly Truler, and myself, Carmen Spaniola. For new listeners, allow me to just briefly introduce myself. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, a somatic trauma resolution practitioner, and a wilderness guide. As of spring 2018, this show, The Numinous Podcast, has been around for four years and over 100 episodes. And occasionally, I'll do a mini-series focusing on a singular topic. Throughout this mini-series, I'll be hosting conversations with my co-facilitators, exploring the threshold upon which we find ourselves as humans living in these challenging times. I'm asking each guest how they see the threshold and why they feel drawn to gather with others in Ashland to tend the threshold. In this first episode, I'm speaking with our MC and story weaver for the conference, Tanur She Writes Ali. Tanur is a poet and has been featured in every region of the U.S. as well as in Europe, stunning audiences with the insightful power of her words and voice. Tanur's Dancing Between the Realms national tour visited 25 cities throughout the U.S. The tour came on the heels of her winning the 2016 International Poetry Slam. A prolific writer and relationship builder, Tanur uses her poetry and poetic spirit as a force for engaging creative energy and power, and as a rallying cry to build artistic and civic community. I connected with Tanur online. She was at home in Alabama. So Tanur, the event we are co-facilitating, along with uh, a number of other incredible people, is called Tending the Threshold. How would you describe the threshold we stand upon as humans living in these times? 
Well, thank you so much for, for taking some time to talk with me. I'm excited to get together um, in person when we facilitate. To answer your question, I've really been exploring this idea that we are spirit beings in human form. And I think, I really believe that we're on the threshold of actually realizing that fact. I think we're on the threshold of identifying the limitations of our humanity without full inclusivity of our spirit selves. And so for me, that translates in a lot of ways. Um, in our human form, we've done a lot of violence to each other, a lot of harm to each other, and created, I think, a lot more difficulty than is necessary in the world. And I think what's happening is that there's a transmutation of all of this energy that's been developed and that's been boiling um, kind of from, from the folks who have been left in the underbelly of society. And that tension is rising up, I think, in a way that is um, volcanic. And I think we're on the threshold of creating a new landscape. I think that it's really necessary at this time in, in our state as humanity with the evidence of the damage that we've done to the world, to each other, to the environment. I think we're standing at a place where we have to truly acknowledge it and where we have to identify what our steps are gonna be to healing those chasms that we've caused. And so, yeah, we're on the threshold of, I think a complete shift in the way that we function internally and externally. Hmm. So what role do you believe poetry plays in helping people deal with large scale cooperation dilemmas like the ones you describe? I think poetry is this fantastic opportunity to sink in. A lot of times the words that are shared in poems are translated into feelings. And those feelings are ones that most people can relate to from one experience in their lives to another. And I think poetry creates this great equalizing force in a space that causes people to go deeper than any of the preconceived notions that they come into a space with and really feel into the experiences that are being shared by, by the poet. Um, and so I, that's, yeah, that's what I think. I think poetry is this great equalizing energy that allows people to sink in deeper. Can you share a little bit about how you were initiated as a kind of priestess on the poetry path? Tell us a bit about your work and how you came to do it. Wow, that is funny to hear. A priestess on the poetry path. That sounds really good. Um, so my initiation happened at 11 years old. And my mother has always been... Uh, a divine keeper of me. And she recognized um, my talent really early and took me to a place called the October Gallery in Philadelphia. I was born and raised in Philly. 
And the October Gallery was this art gallery where they had a poetry event called Panoramic Poetry twice a month at that time. And we go in and I'm listening to all these poets and they're, I mean, like dynamic spoken word artists who are using words that I've never heard of and flowing and getting along with each other. And it's this really like lovely, juicy, happy environment. Um, But people were talking about real stuff and deep stuff, but there was this deep love in the room. And toward the end of the show, the host calls my name. And I looked at my mom and she smiled and pulled my notebook out of her purse. (laughs) And when I got it and finally just accepted the fact that this was about to happen, I walked up in front of the room and shared my poem. And when we left, I remember walking up Market Street We must have been around third or fourth in market in Philadelphia. And I looked at my mom and I said, mom, I'm a poet. That's what it is. That's what I am. And she was like, I'm so glad you can finally see that. And that was the moment. My my life changed forever at that moment. Wow, that is so touching. I have the best mom ever. Clearly, any any chance I get to say that, I have to say it. This lady is amazing. And she has spent my entire life seeing into me and reflecting back what she sees. And it's such a blessing. Mm -hmm. I, I feel parented by that story. Like, I feel more secure in the world by that story that that that's how beautiful and and that's that's the kind of nutrition um i can only imagine what it's like to be her daughter wow so why do you personally tenor feel drawn to participate in the tending the threshold event i believe really deeply in emergence i believe that as we walk through the world, if we are really attuning ourselves to our purpose, then our path opens up ahead of us. And the relationships, the resources, the inspirations, motivations arise as we walk. For me, this conference, this gathering, is an opportunity to see a microcosm of emergence. The idea that we would gather this like awe-inspiring group of facilitators together with a group of people who are gonna be open to the idea of whatever the hell happens in the moment. And we're gonna come together and discuss where we are on the earth together, where we are in the universe together, that to me says I need to be there. It says that all of the opportunities that have shown up in my life to bring me to where I am today have opened up to allow me to enter spaces like this where I can practice authenticity 
where I can practice relationship building and where I can practice truth telling in community with other people who are just as determined to grow as I am. Yeah, you speak my mind, Tenor. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to gather with you and experience and co-facilitate, hold space for, observe, just watch this microcosm of emergence unfold. Thank you so much for sharing time with me today. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. And I just, I really am floored by, I, I, have, to, I have to say Holly's name, Holly Trular, and, and the way that she's organizing and designing this event for me is so exciting and inspiring because it says to me, it's another opportunity to realize that I'm not alone in the world that there are other people thinking about these things and talking about these things and working on ways to build together collaboratively. And I'm like, I cannot wait. (laughs) I really, I'm excited. I'm just genuinely mind blown, excited. Can't wait to jump on that plane and get there with you guys and, and explore and play together. Could I share a poem with you? Yes, please. (laughs) So this piece is about self-love. And I, I tend to start there a lot because it's been really an important thing for me to learn and develop. So I lean toward thinking love is a state of being. I lean toward being love in a state of utter humiliation. And that's the truth of it. Self-love being this internal argument over mortal differences under awesome torment, inside trying to survive, outside beautiful, one way or another. Someday I'll discover why today I stare in mirrors hoping to catch a glimpse of the God I claim inside. Hoping to catch a glimpse of the better self inside. But she's elusive, reclusive even. And yet, she shines, sort of like white light, so evident and yet irreverent to her own majesty, wonders why all this time she's been searching for a better half to make a whole. I wonder why all this time I've been searching for a better half to make me whole, even with my faith on swole, hope on go, inner self in the hold of attention, better self, in the hold of perception. I was born a politician. She named me source of rushing water, then told me I was a babbling brook, gave me an order to stand at attention and a big ass book. And now I write my insides in words that cause crooks in the necks of say words, sayers, and poetic purveyors of knowledge. But the truth is all it took to get honest. And it hurt like the moment before a cutter slices ugly into too much beautiful, the last flicker of a meditation candle. The sand's quicker if you move around, so there's something beautiful in the silence. Cease violence. Look inside and face demons dressed in halos and feathers. Disrobe them so my soul can dress better. I'm working on my spiritual swagger. Rebuild from disaster. Now, I have never known a hurricane like Katrina or seen the twisters that rip up lives like scratch that, do over, 
but I have known of civil wars that were not so civilized. Ones where lies came out from hiding and that look in the eye was finally defined. And it means run. But I woke up today to the sun. And that's more beautiful than anything. A new beginning. I think that's what we're creating. Oh, thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. To find out more about Tending the Threshold and to purchase live or live stream tickets, go to tendingthethreshold.com. And please don't let money be a barrier. Organizers have a solidarity fund that sponsors people with marginalized identities and less financial privilege. If you have need and would like to attend, reach out to tendingthethreshold at gmail.com. I hope you'll join us.